Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. feel empowered right now. That's what I wanted to hear you guys. We are joined by Sarah McFarland. She is the author of the newly released book, Get Up Girl, Release Your Roar, Empowering Women in the Era of Barbie. Welcome, welcome, Sarah, to the Mothership Podcast. Aloha, ladies. Hi, Noli. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Stephanie. I'm such a huge fan. Very grateful to be here today. All right. So before we delve into the book, because we're so excited to hear about this, and of course, we can't wait to feel all inspired and empowered. Can you share a little bit about yourself and, you know, both professionally and personally? Yes, sure. Um, so I have a background as a uh, mompreneur, like you guys, the mothership. And so we're all balancing many things. Um, I have a background in business with, I had a freight forwarding company, had a distribution company, divested from those, went on to do land development and um, sold that, did, did a couple year project, um, have, have gone into some fun things like royalties, oil, and um, somewhere in between. I wrote a book. Now I do M&A, uh, mergers and acquisitions, um, advising on the seller side for local companies here in Hawaii. Oh my God. I thought you said MMA, like mixed martial arts. Well, you, you certainly have juggled so many things. So, you know, what inspired you to write this book and who's it for? Well, it is for ladies everywhere. Um, I was inspired really just kind of getting up in the process of my own journey and finding my own voice and kind of just coming to terms with some difficult things that I had gone through. And um, I was actually writing this book a couple of years ago, uh, Get Up Girl, Release Your Roar. And then I found out as I was writing it, I was really going to have to get up and go through the deep process of finding identity and reaching purpose and kind of rediscovering who I was because so much of who I was was wrapped up in what I did. And so, you know, as women, we can deal with those stereotypes and we've got so many labels, you know, as mom, as, as business, as uh, mompreneur or female entrepreneur and uh, wife and so many different areas. And so for me, I kind of just needed to find out who I was stripped down at, at the core and that's why I'd written the book and the and the book is really for women that are facing obstacles or want to learn how to navigate in this world in the um, difficulties that are presented in this world and how to be able to be proud of yourself and find value and have a greater understanding of where you want to go as a woman and how we can learn to just cheerlead and empower each other. Wow that is so great Sarah because I feel like this is something that 
we should talk about more openly. And I feel like, you know, that the pressures are there, but there's not enough, you know, dialogue going on. Or I feel like maybe we as women, we know this, but we might feel a little bit too ashamed, you know, to admit that, hey, we're, we're doing this because we're trying to fit a mold or we're doing this because of the pressures from society. Um, you know, what, what are some of the ways that uh, our listeners, uh, moms out there, fellow women, um, how can they identify, um, you know, when they are going down this rabbit hole of, you know, not being their true selves? And, and then how can they gain that courage to, to break out of it and to find the courage to embrace who they really are? Yeah, you know, I think it's a, it's a journey and it's a process. And, um, you know, when we find ourselves kind of going down this stereotypical mold, you know, we've got to really redefine, is this really who I am? You know, is this what I really was born to do? Is this my purpose? Is this legacy driven? Is it, you know, purpose filled? And am I proud of where I am? You know, for me, um, I'm Korean and second, I'm a second generation Korean woman. And so, you know, bees were like F's growing up. Right. And so it's like work harder, <laughs> do harder, you know? And so, um, and then my father was a special forces, um, ranger. And so it was, um, just a real high level of perfection and the pursuit of that. And, and I think we can just get so exhausted, you know, uh, we have to fill so many roles and so many molds and so many labels. And I had this like real break free moment of like, who am I without a business? Who am I stripped down? COVID allowed me to do that, you know, but who was I, you know, um, not necessarily hiding behind things. I felt like my whole life, I was just, if I'm being real and I'm being raw and I'm, I'm just letting it out there, I felt like I just was walking forward with a mask of who I thought I was supposed to be. It looked a certain way. And when I really began to let that go, I just found so much freedom. I found I, I didn't really like who I created myself to be. And that's a problem because you need to love yourself. You know, we need, we need to, it, life is hard <laughs> and we're navigating as, as moms, as, as business owners, as homemakers, as, you know, we're navigating so much and you've really got to like who you are. And I found out I didn't really, I, I didn't really like that person. You know, I, I was this businesswoman. That's all I really knew who I was. And I was like, who am I? at the core. And what I found was that was so correlative to what I wanted to fill in life. And, and that got me on this journey of just purpose and identity and being able to release my voice. I felt like I was, you know, only speak when spoken to kind of thing and, and um, really had a hard time releasing what I felt on the inside. And especially as women, sometimes in business, you know, things look a certain way. And I was like, you know, I don't really like that. I'm going to have some boundaries here. I'm going to create some balance. I'm going to say no to you, you know, and it's, it was okay through that process of um, really beginning to build and shift some things and, and be okay. And now I love who I am and, and what I'm on the course to finding and, and on that pathway, but we've got to be easier to one another. We've got to give each other grace. You know, we've, we've got to learn to value who we are at our core and in doing so we'll be proud enough to lift other women up too and confident enough to lift other women up the way they should be. Can I ask you, how old are you, Sarah? I'm 38. 
Wow. I, I, and I only ask that because I mean, you know, that's so awesome that you are able to just, you know, identify all of these things and, and then have the courage because it takes a lot of courage to, to break through all of this and say, okay, Hey, I'm going to just do what I, I'm going to do me. You know what I'm saying? But I'm doing <laughs> I imagine for others, it could take longer or, I mean, and, and the only reason why I bring this up is because when hearing you just talk now, it kind of brings me back to like our days in college. Like I felt like that was <laughs> such a time of self-discovery because you're chasing after your dreams and you're like so young and, you know, you're listening to your parents' expectations. And then, then later on, you start to, through trial and error, um, understand what it is you want and listen to that voice within. And then some people actually have the courage to maybe, okay, you know what? I'm not going to major in this anymore. I'm going to actually do what I want to do. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. like, that is so, I mean, not to put the spotlight on you, Noli, but I remember <laughs> you were going after, you were like, you know, wanting to do medical. And then that took a different route too with you, right? I think, yeah, you're right, Steph. I think, um, because, you know, my parents, I'm, I'm, from an Asian, they immigrated, right? And my dad is in medicine. Um, all of our, my siblings kind of felt like we needed to rise up. And I have a brother too and sisters. So we all felt that pressure. So yeah, I did, but I realized, I don't, I don't think it's for me. Um, I did go into some kind of a field where I still cared for, for clients and helped them, you know, with rehab type of things but um yeah I think that was a learning process going through college and figuring yourself out and it's still like you know at the age that we are now it's still like a process right because Brooke you just switched also from doing a lot of things in your life <laughs> and, and you finally found so Brooke is um you know reinvented herself and went through the schooling and certification for this whole new thing this past couple of years mm -hmm. uh, we're very proud of Brooke and she's <laughs> yeah she's like the example of she got up she, this girl got up and she's doing her thing now yeah and uh, I was gonna thank you for that Noles, um all of you but I was gonna say it's even beyond college right it's and it's knowing that it's okay you can go through college and think you have it figured out and and then you have to adult and you know have your relationships and you have become a mom at some point for a lot of people. And then you're like, hey, wait. So yeah, for me, I think it's being okay with reinventing and pivoting, you know, at whatever age you're at. And, and for me, it was a family business. It was an insurance. I, it was successful. I was super grateful for it. It's a successful small business. Um, and we had really great clients. My mom was a really successful insurance agent as well. So it's, it's that whole process of, being okay, figuring out at your core what you really want and what you want to model for your kids beyond that. And then wanting to be sure like that you can be happy with when you look back on this one day um, and just being like, okay, I know I'm not, this is not for me in the long run. Grateful for it. It doesn't mean you're not grateful. It's just, it's not for me. And taking a whole pivot into functional health and which is really different and coaching and following that passion instead. So yeah, I think it can happen I hope people think that it can happen throughout <laughs> whatever stage you're in, right? Yeah, Sarah, what what are some um, you know, I like maybe positive talk because I know a lot of women uh tend to kind of fence themselves in with like self-sabotage and kind of like telling themselves that they can't do it or, you know, I mean, 
the whole, you know, hear my roar thing, again, goes back to the whole having the courage to do that and drop that facade, so-called facade. So like, you know, how, what are some of the ways that they can identify that self-sabotage or negative, you know, behaviors and stop themselves from doing that? I love that. And Brooke, I loved that podcast. It was inspiring. I loved listening. Yeah. Loved listening to you talk about your mother's footsteps and kind of breaking away. And I, oh gosh, it was very inspiring. Um, But yeah, you know, Stephanie, I think that, um, I think it's really in anything it can, you can find yourself self-sabotaging in business and relationships and everything. And I think it's um, breaking for me, what I learned um, was valuing yourself and breaking free from the cycle of things. And you have to identify it. You know, it's like, it's like when you're younger or like when girls date guys, they shouldn't date, you know, and you're like, well, why are you dating that guy? You know, and well, you're kind of accustomed to it and you grow up thinking, okay, well, you like that guy. And so, you know, you, you think that's healthy, but somewhere along the line, you you realize it's not healthy. And so you're willing to pivot. You're willing to break away from the mold and, and do something new. And I think um, when you're seeking, you know, those types of relationships, it's really kind of almost like seeking rejection in a way. Right. And, and then you just set yourself up for self-sabotage because, well, you're just looking for the same thing over and over and over again. Right. And I think it's the same in anything. It's um, I'm using relationships as an example, because we can all identify um, but you can do the same thing in business. You can do the same thing in school. You can do the same thing with friends, with expectations and um, being able to recognize it. For me, I think there's just, yeah, I feel like I'm always adulting. I'm constantly learning how to adult in new ways. <laughs> and I've got kids and I, I got to be mom and I've got to, I'm constantly like willing to evolve, you know? And it's like, it's not that I'm being fake, you know? I don't think it's like we're being fake to who we are or you know it's like we're just willing to evolve and to learn from mistakes and not to carry them forward and to put them on our shoulder like our badge you know we're we're willing to be like yeah it's like we're willing to evolve and willing to learn and and I think it's a healthy place to be in that you're you're allowing yourself to transition and to pivot and not stay stagnant you're willing to grow Sarah, you know, I mean, you were just talking about your bio in the very beginning and you, you've done so many different things. Um, did you ever have a fear of, you know, failure or were, did you ever find yourself saying, you know, what if, you know, you know how a lot of people find themselves just cornered and they are in that thought process? Like, did you ever, did that ever happen to you and how did you break out of it? this I cannot tell you how many times <laughs> just so many times um so many times where I'm like leveraged with with everything you know in business when when I when I started I helped to start Landmark which is now Aloha um, Aloha Freight it's one of the largest freight forwarding companies in Hawaii and I divested from that and man I can tell you I was leveraged I was really really leveraged starting that up and um, when I did my development, I was leveraged and I was all in with the bank. And um, so many times I just, I thought I was going to fail. And it is, honestly, it's incredible um, how I, I, I got pulled through. I feel like I got pulled through, you know, I, I, I feel like a lot of it is faith and a lot of it is just, you know, believing something that's greater, but 
there are so many times that I didn't have the courage. I didn't know where it was going to come from. I didn't know how. And, um, but you know, in order, in order to make big or in order to, um, you know, if you want a big reward, you got to be able to risk calculated, smart. <laughs> you have to think about the risk. You have to measure it, but so many times. And I think that's where we've got to be able to pull from courage and we've got to be able to pull from faith and we've got to be able to pull from a strong foundation for sure. Yeah. Sarah, when you, when you uh, talk about foundation, what was your support system? Like, um, did you have family, friends, a community, or is it, does it come from within for yourself, your experience? Um, I would say it's a culmination and I don't want to leave anybody out and I don't want to leave, you know, and I think that um, it is a culmination. It's a culmination of family. It's, it's friends. Um, it's, it's being lifted up by people that love you and, you know, cheerleading you and, and being able to kind of push you forward into the destiny that you feel like matches up with you. And, um, it, it takes perseverance. It takes knocks on the doors and getting slammed. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I have been, uh, the door has slammed in my face and it's, it is embarrassing almost because I'll just knock again and knock again and knock again. And, and honestly, I think that that's, that's part of it too. You know, faith comes into a huge play for me. I spent a lot of hours praying my way through some of the stuff that I, that I had gone through, you know, and I think it's extremely healthy, whatever your faith is, you know, there's the spiritual component of, of things that can really help people to move forward. The community, the friends, the family and perseverance, I think is the greatest gift that we have the, the ability to, you know, come from rejection and not be knocked down from it because that's what business is. It's, it's, you're facing rejection all day long. You're facing no, you're, and I think for women, it's even more difficult to face rejection. It can be, you know, and, and you just have to keep on knocking on the doors and eventually one of them is going to open. You don't need a hundred of them. You just need one. I find that um, all of it so inspiring, Sarah, but I wanted to pick your brain on this too for our listeners and for us what are your thoughts on just women supporting women? I feel like that's an area that we could use so much more conversations about. It's what, one of the big reasons why I'm grateful for this podcast and just having space with a couple of my best friends to talk and be supported and then get to meet inspirational, awesome people like you, um, especially the women, the working moms, the caregivers out there, right, that are female too. But it's just, it's, I feel like it's, not spoken about enough I feel like as women we need to lift each other up I feel like there's space at the table for everyone to lean in um and it's not like we have this set pie that we all have to take a smaller slice from I feel like the pie can be bigger so do you have any thoughts on that and how we can kind of help each other out and, and normalize that for for us I love that because what you're talking about is an abundant mindset mm -hmm. and you're actually talking against a scarcity mindset. And I think where fear and competition lie, that's where scarcity mindsets go. But you're talking about abundance. You're actually talking about pioneering in these areas. I love what you ladies are doing. You're giving a safe 
and healthy space to lift up women who really need to hear it because some of these women have been beaten down their whole lives, you know, and some of them have been competing their whole lives in a very unhealthy space or they've been competed with and they're like, well, if I give if I give my name out, if I give my help out, if I if I if I give my myself into this safe space, am I able to do so? You know, is it going to be well recept well reciprocated? And I think that's what women are dealing with now. And so when you pioneer in the mothership, you know, when you're pioneering in these healthy spaces, you're actually setting a tone and you're saying, you know what, we all can have a piece of the pie and we all can lift each other up because there's a lot of fake feminism out there and I'm sick of it. <laughs> and I think the whole world is sick of it, right? You know, and we're feminism, I think is at a real defining moment where we're like, well, where is it going? We don't really want to embrace what it used to be because we're evolving as women and it was kind of a little negative and maybe it needed to be at a certain era and and we were really fighting hard, but I feel like in going forward everybody can be a piece of that pie, guys included. You know, we want right. to build a space for our men you know we don't we don't need to get uh by by emasculating our counterparts you know i think that it's a healthy place for us all that doesn't mean that you know um uh, chauvinism doesn't exist you know that doesn't mean that toxic male uh, masculinity doesn't exist that just means that we don't have to embrace that we can recognize their um, maybe mistakes, their failures, and kind of pivot with championing how we want to win and be victorious. And guys listening. No, so really, really. Yeah. So there's some takeaways for, for men too then, right? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So Sarah, you also talk about having healthy boundaries you know, for the professional working women, uh, I'm interested in hearing more about that. Awesome. Well, I think um, I think boundaries are so important because if you don't have boundaries, people walk all over you and they and then you think, OK, well, if I just do this and if I just do that. No, just because you do everything doesn't mean that people are going to respect you. People are going to walk all over you if they think that you're always available, always free. So it's very good to set some boundaries and not to overextend yourself because as women, we want to take on everything, but something is going to have to give. If we give our time to someone, that means someone in our family unit is going to have less of it. Someone in our business, our ability to produce and make money, um, our caregiver situation, whatever it is, we're going to have less of it to give to somebody else that may really need it. And so you should value your time. And that doesn't mean the friend or the, the business partner or the, um, the client that is late one or two times um, doesn't, get a, get, doesn't get a free pass. That means if someone is consistently late, consistently 20, 30 minutes late, then that's where you say, okay, well, I'm, you're not valuing my time. And it's healthy for you to put a boundary and say, you know, maybe, maybe not, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll be, begin to push back a little bit because ultimately that's your time. That's your value. And that goes for everything. That's not just addressing time, but that's how you should address really um, life, business, friendships. And um, if you value yourself, then other people will value you too. 
You know, in this day and age, um, you know, we see the power of social media. We see the effect that it has on our children. And, you know, since we're women, I mean, we can focus now on our daughters and, and we're seeing the impact that they have on our daughters and, um, you know, still promoting those stereotypes, you know, and pushing it really hard for them to fit a certain mold. In your opinion, Sarah, do you feel that we as a society are heading in the right direction uh, in helping even young women, daughters, you know, break this mold in what you are, are you know, trying to promote in your book? Are we heading in the right direction? And if not, you know, what more needs to be done? Well, I think there's positives and there's negatives. Um, the positives of the world are you ladies and doing what you're doing with this podcast and providing information and getting it out. Um, the negative is what we're inundated with every day. And that is the social media component of things where we're comparing ourselves to the Kim Kardashians of the world that it's just not realistic. It's not realistic. And there's so many circumstances and situations that, you know, women that we're looking up to, not maybe not Kim Kardashian, but there's there's some successful role models that we are looking up to um, that are running businesses and empires that we want to be like, and we're comparing ourselves or we're comparing ourselves to the fitness model or this, that, and the other. And and we're thinking, okay, well, how do we look like that? And how do we how do we bake cookies like them too? And how do we take our kids and and, and take them to school and, and run our empires and and work it, you know, be these real successful moms and, and entrepreneurs. And it just, you know, if we're getting the footprint, the blueprint from there, it doesn't exist that way. And that's why I think we're, you know, we feel so guilty because we're judging ourselves based on unrealistic expectations. That's why I always say, like, it's so important to be kind to you. It's so important to love you and to value you and and to give yourself some grace because we're constantly in this race of how can we do better and how can we be more and how and and a lot of that is pushed through social media and the, it is just not a realistic blueprint. Mm -hmm. How many children do you have? I have two. And they're boy girl. Yeah, I've got one boy, uh, twelve years old. One girl, ten years old. So. And I, I'm, I feel like I should give you a break because we've been asking you so many questions, but this is really <laughs> such a good topic and, and we have the expert right in front of us. But like, if I could pick your mind and brain one more time, um, you know, for all of our, you know, parents who are listening and moms out there, if we could tap into your, um, you know, mind and, and how you do it, um, you know, what are some ways that you pass along what you are promoting in this book? to your children so that you can build them up when they're young and, you know, give them those tools to, to, to have that confidence and not be swayed by the negative, you know, things out there. Every day I've got to tell my kids, you know, it's either my husband or myself driving him to school. And um, every day I'm, I'm telling him, you know, um, what can you do to stand out? What can you do to make a difference? all of the things that you're doing in your life, it is, you know, what is the purpose of it? You know, if you're learning in school, I, I was, I was having this conversation with my son the other day and I'm like, okay, well, he's, he's a brilliant boy. And he's, he's just, just a brilliant boy, very smart. And I said, well, okay, so what's our goal? You know, we want to go to this college. I mean, he's only 12, but I'm telling you, he's, he's, he's mapping it all out. Maybe that's my fault. The Korean in me. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to have trauma when he's older, you know, but, 
Um, I said, all this stuff that you're doing, what's the end goal? Is it just to make money? Because if it's just to make money, I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't really do it for people. You know, you got to have something deeper that, than that. And I said, what's the purpose? And, and we have these, di- we have this dialogue, we have the conversation. I said, you know, schooling and, and why mommy's working hard to get you to the right place and why you're working hard to stay there and, and, and to have the good grades, you know, it's a team collaborative effort, but the end goal is to make the world a better place, you know, it is, is to change things and, and to be able to bring light and to be able to bring positivity. And, and I told him, I said, make money, not to be rich, not to have a nice house, not to have a nice car, because that stuff will fade away. And, and it just, it, it really doesn't mean that much. And, you know, when you're 90, looking back, are you going to think about the car you had? Are you going to think about the difference that you made? And so having these conversations with the kids, um, I know it's a, it, it seems like a lot of pressure, but I, I don't want them to live a life wasted. You know, I want it to be purpose driven because I feel like my kids are privileged and I want them to take what they have, you know, and, and to not waste it, to take what they have and to do something great with it. Because what a waste and what a shame if I raise my kids to be spoiled and play on their computers all day and, and let them, let them be on social media all the time. And, um, I feel like we've got a duty to try and fix the brokenness out there. And they probably don't want to see the Korean side of mom too, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> no, a different kind of roar. <laughs> I watched your other podcast. Don't ask me if I'm the tiger mom. I'm not answering. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, that's so um inspirational for us to hear all the great things that you're saying and how you inspire your kids who inspires you or who inspired you wow I love that um I think a lot of people inspire me my dad inspires me he's he's a really hard worker and um he's written a couple of books himself history books and yeah he's he's definitely a huge role model for me um there's people all around in Hawaii that inspire me too. You know, we have local leaders here. Uh, there's a woman by the name of Yusai Khan. She did a lot for China. She did a lot for bridging American Chinese relations. And I just went to New York to go and celebrate some of her achievements. And um, she was recognized by the Ch- Chinese Institute of America. There's women like that all over and, and past and present, the Mother Teresa's, the Oprah's of the world, you know, the Princess Diana's. And I think there's so much to pull from and so many women um, past and present that we've got a, you know, if we choose, we've got a really great resource. And of course, you know, you ladies inspire me. You, you <laughs> ladies with everything that you're pioneering. I love what you're doing. Wow, I would love if we could actually, you know, finish this podcast with some 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 steps, some action steps that maybe our listeners can take. And I just thought of one with you talking about uh, seeking inspiration from all those around you. I mean, for those listening, you know, maybe one of the first steps could be to identify somebody that you do admire, and you know, you maybe ask them for for help or advice and maybe guidance if if that is what you feel that you would need in order to find that courage to embrace who you are anybody have any others surround yourself with good people positive people positive thinking positive energy absolutely and and i think it's important not to be shy 
to take away and, and to ask um, to be mentored with the generations that are leaving us. You know, we've, we've already got the greatest generation um, almost entirely gone. We've got the silent generation on their way out. And, and I feel like um, we need to bridge that gap and we've got to learn from them. They've got a lot of great, um, you know, I was taught to respect my elders growing up, right? That's Asian, right? We all, we all know that. And, and so really being able to pull from them as they're on their way out and ask them, you know, how'd you do it? And tell, you know, how'd you, they were a persistent generation. What'd you do to get there, you know? And, and what'd you learn from your parents who were some of the greatest people that I think ever lived that greatest generation? I think I'd add to that. Those are all great. I think I'd say also, you know, embrace the messy parts of it. Because um, when you're looking at, you know, social media and all that stuff, no matter what, there's some comparison, right? And it's, it's, it's curated. So being really conscious of what, who you're following, um, look for honesty, look for authenticity. Those are the accounts that I like to follow now. Um, and I know that there's, there's a lot of growth and goodness in the messy parts too, because there's always something you can learn in every situation. You can learn what not to do, which I think is always a good thing to learn, big lessons in that too, right? So that would be my advice too, is I think there's lots of, um, growth and courage finding when you and when you are okay with the messy parts and okay with the days that don't go as planned too sometimes it's just it that's just the way it is it's okay have grace right um treat yourself like you treat your best friends too i love that that's so good brooke yeah the process is so hard but if we're willing to go through the process we're going to come out on the other side and it's going to be beautiful and the messy stuff, you know, the dark parts where you're like, where's the light? You feel like you're growing in the dark, you know, but that's some of the most beautiful stuff that comes out on the other side. Oh, mm -hmm. well, for all those who can't wait to read your book, Sarah, where can they find it? It is on the internet all over. Um, it's on Amazon. It became a bestseller. Wow. So it's, yeah. Congrats. Yeah, congratulations. Congrats. congrats. Woo, thank you. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you can find it on Amazon. Right on, right on, Sarah. And are you going to be working on another book or do you have any other exciting projects coming up? Um, I'm a little busy working. Um, but I'd like I'd like to strip away and and uh, work on the next book, which I want to parallel our generation with the greatest generation, the uh, young, you know, the millennials, the exes and, and give us something to hope for. I think the world is looking for hope. And right now we are we're in need of that. For sure. All right, everybody, look out for Get Up Girl, Release Your Roar, the new book and best selling book on Amazon by Sarah McFarland. <laughs> I just felt like I had to do it. Inspired. Yeah. I was waiting for that. I knew you were gonna do I that. Was, I, I think we needed to have a roar. I knew talking about I it knew so it. much. You know, and that in and of itself is very liberating. So, all you listeners, you do that right now. You're gonna feel better after you do that too. Just, just release it, all right? Or just laugh at stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us. And wishes to you. We'll look out for your book. Aloha. Thank Aloha. you. Take care. Thank you. Yes, we gotta break.